0: Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul Podcast, episode 139, Embracing Your Personal Brand with Stacey Weimer. Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul Podcast, your source for inspiration, motivation, and positive change. I'm your host, Rich Bracken, and in each episode, I'm here to provide exactly what you need to get you on your path to excellence through insights and amazing interviews with high achievers. Now, let's get started. Welcome everyone to the enrich your soul podcast. I'm super excited to have my new guest on today, and we're going to talk about a topic that I can't wait to dive into because as a self-aware man, we need to be having these conversations more often. And so that's why I invited my guest on today. And Stacy Weimer is a phenomenal woman. I started following her on Instagram a while back and I am just like, it's, it's become a guilty pleasure, kind of like eighties rock music. Like I have to have the Stacy dose to get me through the day. Like the, the things that she's doing, the community that she's building. And the conversations that she started are dynamic. And I want to talk about a lot of what she's doing, but she is the host of my new favorite podcast, Man Shopping, um, which we'll we'll dive into that because even the name itself is like mind-blowing amazing to me. But Stacey is an unabashed 43-year-old, twice-divorced single mother of an amazing teenage daughter, and the best black lab shelter mutt ever. <laughs> she is a pharmaceutical and medical device sales professional by day and a writer, podcaster, cooking and baking enthusiast by night. We may have to dive into some of your favorite recipes and share those yeah, as well. And she totally. is a true extrovert with a passion for helping people. She is born and she was born and raised in rural Missouri, and she graduated from the University of Central Missouri with a degree in organizational communication and business management. She has lived in Minnesota, where I'm based, so we may have to talk yeah. about that. Kansas in Georgia, and Stacey now calls the, the Kansas City area home. Stacey, welcome to the Rich Your Soul podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on today. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you today.
0: Good. I'm, I'm excited that you're here because, again, like I mentioned a minute ago, we need to have these conversations more from a gender dynamic standpoint, um, and I love what you're doing with your podcast and what you're doing with the conversations that you've started. But for, for those that aren't as familiar with me, that they will be familiar with you after this, tell us a little bit about how you got to this point and where you are today.
1: Well, like many other people across the globe, I think the the, um, left me with a little bit of extra time on my hands and a whole lot of creative energy. So, um, as I was going through my separation from my second marriage, I started searching for podcasts that would really speak to me. Um, when I started considering um, becoming a single parent again, and all of that, um, I landed on some great podcasts that were often hosted by therapists or, you know, marriage um, counselors, couples. Um, young people (laughs) who were out in the dating world. Um, But nothing that actually spoke directly to myself as a woman in her 40s, um, raising a teenage daughter. So I felt like there was a little bit of an unmet need. And then the other the other thing that really really struck me is that everything seemed to be kind of buttoned up and polished and mm. i really wanted to hear what's real you know talk to me like we're all real people i want to i want to hear advice like i would from a friend um but like so many other singles in in my 40s um i didn't have a lot of single friends i had a couple of girls that i could reach out to for advice and um to feel heard and related to so the the real reason why i started the podcast was was to speak to people just like me and then kind of secondarily as I started diving into Facebook groups and and meeting other singles, I kept feeling that everyone there was just this tremendous amount of um, frustration, sadness, you know anger like uh, you know you you mentioned the word online dating and people just cringe. <laughs> And so I have made it my mission to spread joy and optimism to people like me. So the podcast is a great platform to do that, as well as my Instagram. I really try to focus on the good um, along the way to try to help people, you know, really find joy every day in their life as it is right now um, as single people. Um, not like waiting to do big things in life until you find your next partner or, you know, constantly constantly working on um, finding another relationship, but really being happy in who you are every day.
0: I I love that. And, And a couple of different things. Number one, Um, not to mix business nerdery with what you just said, but the whole blue ocean concept of finding things that don't exist or going to a market or introducing something that is not, doesn't have a lot of competition or no competition at all. And it sounds like that's what you did. You looked for something that you needed that was specific to you and your voice. And what I find interesting, and maybe you can talk to this a little bit, is that sometimes we feel like maybe it's, you know, I just need this podcast, so I'm going to go create it for me. But then all of a sudden, when you put it out in the world, you have these people come to you saying, thank God somebody did this. So it's not, you you mentioned earlier, kind of building the communication and and finding a voice for yourself, but it sounds like, and what it looks like if you follow your Instagram is that you've also broken open the voices of so many others, both single and married from what I'm seeing, because the conversations that you have are very, they're very real. Your podcast is hilarious and, and so enlightening, but it's also very humble and down to earth. So I love the mixture of all those, but can you talk a little bit about how those voices, once you started this, because again, I think that's also the, the trick about starting a podcast is you're like, nobody's going to listen. Or who's going to listen to this? Right. Where am I going to find people to listen? And now all of a sudden you've got this community of people saying, thank you for saying this. So what, what has that been like for you to say, this is what I need. And then everybody says, we needed it too. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you for noticing all of those things. It's very flattering, but I I really did um look at it as a tool of self-discovery. I'm on a journey, you know, of healing after divorce and finding finding my own way and learning, and I am incredibly unabashed and willing to share my mistakes, my faux pas along the way, my dating fails, whatever. Um but one of the early things that I did in launching my podcast was I really leaned on my friends. So I didn't I didn't want to have like a mediocre podcast. I thought if I'm going to put a lot of time and energy um into something, I really want it to do well and I want it to reach a lot of people. And so what I did was I scheduled a series of podcast launch parties where I I asked my friends, um, both single and married, if they would be willing to host at their home and invite their neighbors, friends, relatives, married and single. Um, I provided the the wine, the Prosecco. Um, all of the food I love to host and cook and bake. So that was a given for me that it would be enjoyable as well. And then um, they just, you know, I asked of them for their friends. So it gave me a platform to introduce my message and to tell everybody why I was doing this and what they could get out of it and why they should share with other people in their lives. And it was a remarkable outcome. I mean, I was just floored by the number of people willing to come together um in support of not just me but my mission. Mm-hmm. So I explained to everyone at each of the parties, you know, this may not this content what I talk about may not seem relatable to you um but you're going to know people, you know that right. it will speak to so please share, you know, and um boy did they. I mean they really did. They they were so supportive and encouraging and um and to your point i i have been kind of shocked by the outpouring of support from men as well um you you know the the title obviously is kind of um, an attention grab you know to say right. man shopping everybody's like what are you talking about over there um i was really worried that Men would associate the title with man bashing, you know, mm. something mm-hmm. negative, some negative connotation, which is not at all what I'm about. Um, so I've had to your point, like on Instagram, a lot of messages. What is this man shopping business? It doesn't sound good or whatever. How <laughs> oh, dare so you objectify I'm, men? Yeah. That's so <laughs> right?
0: that's so culturally not advisable. Like exactly. give me a break.
1: So I'm very quick to explain, you know, that's, it's just a silly joke. It's a comparison between online shopping and online dating. Mm-hmm. It's um, just a little piece of what I talk about. Um, but it really is the the title is, um, I'm hoping uh, the title of a book that I'm working on where I do share my online dating stories in a very raw and transparent way, <laughs> as you would, uh, you would, you know, makes sense, I'm sure, right. to what I do. Yeah.
0: But, but I, I, you know, one, I will say anybody who's listening and anybody who checks out your Instagram needs to go back in your, you know, not to like advise backstory creeping, but go back in Stacy's feed and look at the launch parties. They were very well done. I think, again, business nerdery side of things. I think the way you handled the launch was fantastic. I mean, the baking, if you did the baking too, well, I did <laughs> to die for, um, you know, no, nothing ever wrong with Prosecco ever. Right. Um, but I think it's interesting too, how in these, in these conversations, and if you watch, like, I remember watching some of the videos from your launch party, and I was mm-hmm. celebrating you doing what you were doing. But what was interesting is some of the videos, you know, it seemed like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were mm-hmm. playing some of the episodes and everybody was listening and, and you saw everybody and you didn't know what anybody's title or status was, but you saw everybody mm-hmm. laughing and nodding their heads and everything mm-hmm. else. And I think what I love about this and and something that I think is synonymous with really good storytelling is understanding and admitting and being vulnerable and transparent about the failures and the mistakes Mm -hmm. and the, oh, I shouldn't have done that, but I did it. Now I learned. And so is that, has that been a piece of feedback that you've gotten to this point where people have been like, oh my God, girl, I went through that too. I understand how, what that, what that's like.
1: Very much so. That's the most rewarding feedback that I receive is that the message or the story that I tell is relatable. They I've had many women in particular um, message me or text me or call me or whatever and say, I could finish your sentence. Like I (laughs) knew what you were going to say because I have lived such similar, you know, stories and my stories aren't that unique. You know, they're not most, most people who have been through a divorce or have been on some dates, you know, later in life, they, they can totally relate to the angst and I have plenty of friends with a lot wilder, you know, (laughs) um, stories to tell and things like that, but I'm willing to tell them, you know, and I've created a platform where people are listening and that's the only thing that, that sets me apart from others. Um, but to your point too, I've been, um, just really grateful for the, the married women and men who listen as well. Um, because i do talk a fair amount of about parenting about my dynamics with my friends you know just being a working mother or a career person um so hopefully and and what i've found is that you know all of that makes sense to to everybody too um men as well. I mean really there's no difference between you know my role in life and and a single dad's role in life everything's very parallel. My anxieties, my frustrations, my my wins whatever um are very much so aligned with the the men that I've met along the way too. So I I guess at first I thought I was I even kind of um put a tagline with my podcast, the single mom's guide to finding happiness in your forties. And now I've switched things up and I say, Hey, you guys, instead of, Hey ladies, because I figured out really quickly that about half of my listeners are men. So I, I don't want to, um, you know, only speak to women. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah, equal, equal playing field.
0: Right, equal opportunity education, right? That's
1: right. That's right. No one's left <laughs> well, and behind. Too, in,
0: in my mind, I'm like, okay, let me think. Since I, since I represent that that genre, uh-huh. um, there are the men that are probably going, well, what is this all about, and is this like some secret playbook that I could listen to and get some insight and some scoop? But then, the, you know, to to the point that you made, there are a lot of men that are understanding the value of of self identity, and I think a lot of people, especially in relationships, lose that. And so it seems like, and just from an outside in mm-hmm. observation, it seems like you've really come into your own and your own identity as a divorced woman, as a single mom, as somebody who's trying to manage, which I can't imagine trying to manage not only online dating because, you know, I, I once in a bloom, moon, I was there and online dating was never, ever fun, but right. then trying to manage online dating in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's add some insult to injury here. Like it's not easy in the first place, but now it's even worse, but talk to me a little bit about the self identification journey because it seems like you wanted to share these stories and really talk about it and it seems like you know uh, you know I think you're looking at like a couple dev episode couple dozen episodes in yeah you're now like the voice is different like if you listen to episode 1 and the most mm-hmm. recent episode like there's a different cadence in your voice there's a different tone in your voice so talk to me a little bit about that journey of self-identification and has that resonated with your audience and has that come back in conversation where they said, Hey, this, I had this aha moment because of what you said.
1: Yes. Thank you. So I, um, I've always been like a serial monogamist. (laughs) Like I've always (laughs) had a boyfriend. I've always had a husband. I've spent very little time on my own. Um, I tell everyone I've basically been married my entire adult life. I was married young to Lainey's dad at 23. We were together uh, about seven years. I had, you know, two to three years of um, dating, had boyfriends during that time, Um, remarried for another eight years. And now here I am. Um, It'll be two years of my divorce being final in February. So I haven't spent much time by myself. But to your point, I have been on quite a journey. I started, um, I talk a lot about a rebound relationship I had directly after my second divorce that lasted a few months that really opened my eyes um, to my own decision-making. I think it was an important part of my journey. I tell people all the time, rebounds are, are normal, um, and I don't think that they have to be negative. I think that there's a lot of good takeaways. I was pleasantly distracted during some really hard months of my life. Um And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for being able to laugh and have fun and, and feel, you know, be romantic with someone for, even if it was just for a few months, it was healthy and good at the end of the day. And then to your point, I did some, um, online dating during a pandemic. I mean, crazy, crazy. So I was doing a lot of texting, um, a lot of FaceTime dates, Um, and I call them dates. I mean, get dressed up, you know, grab a glass of wine. Nice to meet you. And you can get a pretty good sense of chemistry and a vibe. And I had a couple that I was like, Oh, wow, no way. I'm so shocked (laughs) that that's how that went. Um, you know, he was so much more charming in text messages than, than over FaceTime. Um, and then a couple of great connections. And then this is where the book kind of, came from. Well, it is where the book came from, where those experiences, because I was telling my girlfriends all of these stories of these men I was meeting across the country. And they're like, you know, this is some great material. Like you should write a book about this. And I've always wanted to write. So I thought, yeah, I think I'll do that. So so I have a book, you know, almost all the way complete that I've been working on. Um so it it's been definitely an evolution for me. And to your point about my My cadence or my, my, that I'm speaking now into my microphone on my podcast compared to, um, a few months ago, I think is a whole lot of confidence that has come from, from sharing my story. I couldn't have imagined. I mean, You've mentioned it's funny and all it's very self-deprecating at times. And I tell stories about things that I mean, I'm easily embarrassed in, in the real world. Like I blush easy. I have a hard time talking about, you know, certain subjects, but on my podcast. I just let it all fly. And I have found some sense of bravery, but it's really because of my listeners. It's right. the feedback I'm getting that they appreciate the, the raw way that I tell stories. So it keeps me um, confident to keep going. But a lot of, I think the change in my um, my tone lately has been that I have been utterly alone for mm. like, really like, about eight or nine months, I'd say in total, Um, meaning no interest in my, no love interest in my life at all. No flirting. I don't have people blowing up my phone. I'm not online. I haven't been on dates, you know, really no action at all. And that's an important distinction to make because I have plenty of friends who are single um, who would say like, oh, you know, I haven't really been dating, but they're getting this, they're inundated with, positive reinforcement, flattery and attention all the time. Um, and and there's a difference between that and literally no one texting you. And I've literally not been texting with anyone for months now. And I feel like I've come into my own. I'm really grateful for it. Um, and it's a big piece of advice that I give. I give singles now is like, have you really been alone though? Like really, really alone? Because. <laughs> Because I recommend it, I really do.
0: Well, like any strong woman, and I apologize for the noise that just happened. My our mosquito treatment is driving bugs away in the backyard. So, kind of like a strong woman, you're driving the the mosquitoes and the bloodsuckers away with with the strength and the, the journey that you've been on. And I think that's a great thing too. Because um, what I've what, when I've talked with people about their own personal journey, especially with relationships. It really is all about coming into your core and understanding who you are, what's important to you, what your values are. Because a lot of times, especially when we're trying to figure things out and we get into a relationship, there's compromise it's made, which there's always going to be some sort of compromise. But there's a true compromise of your beliefs and who you are that you feel like you have to impress or be something that maybe you're not. So, you know, again, kind of going back to the tone and the mentality if there was a conversation you could have with the woman that maybe, you know, before right before you started the podcast or even before you had the idea of the podcast uh, that you could start from now, or maybe that woman that was maybe in between the first and second marriage, what would you say to her from a mentality standpoint and a, and a mindset and a, and a strength perspective?
1: Oh, especially the 30 year old me who had just come out of a divorce and my daughter was um, four years old going into pre-K. And I desperately wanted a family for us. Mm -hmm. Really. I was in a hurry. Um, I made all sorts of compromises. I, I would have definitely, if I could have, if I could speak to her now, I would, I would tell her to slow down and just enjoy every day. Um, for what it was, you know, this wonderful time of raising a little girl, of making new friends in a new community in the city, um getting started in my career at the time as a pharmaceutical rep instead of um just constantly seeking a partner. And I see women and men my age now in their 40s and in their 50s, that is their main objective they're every day when they wake up they are looking for a boyfriend they're looking for a girlfriend they don't want to be alone they want plans with someone for the weekend and i think if you can get over that hurdle of feeling like you have to have someone else life changes man life changes in a beautiful way because i joke now that you know when i meet him someone special someone that i consider you know to be in a relationship with he's going to be awesome. He's going to be so awesome. If I, if I want to carve out time, if I, you know, want to pour my energy into someone, it's going to be because he's remarkable and great and dynamic. And I don't want to go a day without him. Um, well, I find that I, like to joke, I'm good over here. Like I'm, I'm doing great things. Like I'm, I'm happy. Um, but it's that sense of like desperation that I see and feel and hear so much in people. Even when I give advice, like just enjoy your kids. You only have a few years left with your kids. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know like they, you know, but really making your children, your priority every day, your career, your priority, your passions to your point. Um, that's a big piece of, and I, I try to not say like, I'm, I'm not a professional in any sense of, of the word other than my, my career as a pharmaceutical rep, but I'm not a therapist. So I try to like, I don't really give advice, but if, if, you know, you want to know what I think, I have lots of opinions and my opinion is that it's really fun exploring who you are, you know, Mm -hmm. at any stage in life and finding your passions and your interests and life changes Life changes in beautiful ways when you really pour yourself into those things that matter to you or that you have innate talent in. Um, and that's what this podcast has surprisingly been for me. I'm like, I was born to do this. I'm pretty sure I was born to talk into a microphone. I love it. It's so much fun. Why didn't I do this a long time ago? You know, kind of happened by chance.
0: But I, but I love that it's, you know, you've you've found your voice, but if you kind of walk that backwards, you've also found the courage, the the ability. Cause as you mentioned earlier, like, you know, you, you, you easily blush, you easily get embarrassed. And, mm-hmm. and again, like, that's a brave thing. Number one, any kind of public speaking podcasts on stage, whatever media is, is a top fear, if not the number one fear of most people. True. And that's just talking about, let's just call it a boring topic. Right. But what you talk about is anything <laughs> but boring. Um, <laughs> And, and I'm just flipping through the mental Rolodex right? the different episode titles. I'm like, there, there are a few in there that I'm like, I had to go listen to it just because of the title. But <laughs> what I what I love about what you're sharing is that you stepped past that fear and you stepped into the core of who you who you are. And there was a book that I read years and years ago um, by an author named Don Miguel Ruiz called The Mastery of Love. He also wrote The Four Agreements, which everybody knows that one really well. Right. Um, what he was talking about in The Mastery of Love is that true solid relationships are two individuals that are individually happy who, who exist with each other and create a happiness together, but unique in themselves. And I, and, and I, and I am grossly paraphrasing, but it is, that is, that sounds like what you've, what you've done, what you've uncovered and what you would tell that, that former version of you is that, Hey, look, understanding yourself, understanding your, your strengths, your weaknesses, your likes, your dislikes, and not being afraid to own them Mm -hmm. and be non-negotiable about it is one of the most valuable things in the entire world. It's like, we all want to be marketable, but at the same time, we only, we want to be very selective about what that looks like. Right. And it sounds like you have stepped into that with such bravery and grace and confidence and humility That, that has been such a, it sounds like it's been such a discovery journey for you. And I'm curious, how is that, how is that communication now with your daughter who I know you see, like I watch, I love how you celebrate her so much. And it's such (laughs) a cool thing to watch. And so as this has kicked off and and really started ramping up, like, what is that conversation like? What has it been with her?
1: It was, um, it was it's changed a lot. I was you could hear it if you listen to my first episode, um, how tentative I was, how cautious I was with my words. I even apologized for it a couple of times. Like I'm trying, trying, guys, to be really mm-hmm. transparent. Um, I broke out of my shell for a couple of reasons. I, I was interviewed by um, Peter Maestri on Divorce the First Six Months, and it was like the greatest therapy session of my life. He asked very few questions. I didn't prepare anything, but I just poured out my soul from my entire divorce story, um, from my second marriage. And that is what pulted the bravery because the feedback I got when those podcasts were released, um, and I started posting about it on social media. I was like, Oh wow, I get it. Like this, this matters to people because it's real. So, I had to start having those conversations with my daughter um, when I I started becoming more confident in talking about difficult-to-talk-about subjects. And I don't know if she were at a different age if I could pull this off. I don't, I don't know if I would, because I, I might have concerns about how it would affect her in different ways at different stages through life. So I guess, you know, I'm grateful and it's worked out well that she is, you know, a 16 year old high school junior now, um, with a rock solid head on her shoulders, um, and a tight knit relationship with me that I can discuss these subjects with her, um, And and go from there. So when I've spoken about um, my marriage or my relationship with her dad, who I have an amicable relationship with, um, you know, I never discussed the exact details of why we split up. It was, you know, that question that she started, you know, like. Asking it at, at eight or nine years old, why, 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 and kind of dance around it because you you don't want your child to form any negative connotations in their head about either parent. And you know, they they identify with both of you. And I never wanted to speak ill or or say anything wrong. So I would just kind of gloss things over and talk in generalities. And now that she's older, you know, we've had some of those tougher discussions. Um, and she has a greater understanding. And what she tells me is that it's helped, you know, Oh, go figure. You're honest and transparent with your children. They tend to be honest and transparent with you too. Um, just like any, any relationship or communication dynamic you have. Um, there's been a little bit, you know, a fear like mom's getting all this attention online. So I made sure to tell her, you know, I'm trying to grow my Instagram. I'm trying to grow my podcast listeners because I I want this to reach a lot of people. Um, I want my book to be a success. I would love to be able to transition my career full time someday. Um, so it's not about popularity. It's not about you know attracting attention. You know for the sake of mom wants to be you know whatever the center of attention. No, it's it's because I'm you know trying to do greater good here, and she gets it, and she's proud. of me. And that is like, it's the sweetest thing ever. And when you consider, you know, your time on this earth and what we're all here for, and I'm a Christian and I share that in my podcast as well. And my faith with my daughter, it's something we talk about a lot, but to, to think about as I grow older and go through life to know that, um, this is a little piece of my legacy behind, you know, um, it's kind of awesome. It's kind of awesome that it lives on forever, you know. Um it's it actually is a little bit mind-blowing, but with with my daughter's encouragement and support and everything, I'm I'm lucky, I guess, to be able to say that.
0: Right. And I and I applaud you and admire you for that. And I think one of the one of the coolest things I never thought about when I started this podcast was the historical benefit and the legacy benefit of it. Um you know, my my sons are are younger, and so they they don't they they understand like what YouTube is and what podcasts are, but right. they don't understand. And they from their older friends, they understand the the, the value of social impact, mm-hmm. but they look at it for more from a quantity versus a quality because that's what their fifth and sixth grade friends talk about. Right. And so I had a conversation with them, and it sounds like you've had the same conversation with your daughter about the quality of impact versus the quantity of it, because that to me, like I'd much rather have. 2000 followers that all of them are quality. I'm making a difference. I'm helping them as much as I possibly can. Than having 2 million that are just kind of glancing and scrolling and not really paying attention. Yes. Um, so I applaud you for, for implementing that value in her and also creating this, this audio legacy and soon to be your written legacy of the strength of her mom going through what you've gone through and, and understanding your individual strength and understanding, to be able to step into that while also being terrified of certain things that it's okay to do those. Right. Cause I think too, there's that, there's that apprehension of um, social media appearance and, and, and call it a little bit of vanity where you want to put on your best face and you want to do all those things, which is exactly why I started my podcast because I was tired of, Oh, Hey, I have a startup and I it's been open for 36 hours. Do you like my Lamborghini? I'm like that that's, <laughs> right. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. Like that's, that's not totally. real. Um, uh-huh. And so I, I, I love that you're you're blending your discovery with the relationship build with her in and, and really it's it's almost like a a an audio um uh, an audio life lesson guidance for her it's and true so
1: yeah
0: I, I applaud you for that and thank you so it, it it also seems like you know all of this impact i mean you got the the male impact you got the obviously the female impact um the conversations with your daughter um what would you say for you has been the biggest change outside of, you know, understanding that you have this voice and that you've stepped past that, you know, the little bit of nervousness. Has there been something that you kind of sit back and say, I'm different and this is how, and I'm, I'm proud of myself for that.
1: I, I think the independence, I mean, just being so independent and, you know, not that I try to do everything on my own, that's not the right message, but just, the confidence that I've gained in myself and feeling like, um, I'm enough, I'm enough for my daughter. I'm enough for my friends and my family. Um, it's huge sense of accomplishment just for completing something. Mm. I've always been creative and I've had a lot of ideas along, you know, my my life's path. I've I've nearly, you know, started a couple of books along the way, like had some ideas of other things that I was pretty mm. passionate about, blogged a little bit, um, you know, tried to get into like Pinterest stuff a few years ago and now to actually have created something long-lasting has really changed me too, because it gives you that sense of true accomplishment, not that you have a big idea or a big aspiration or a goal. But as you know, in particular with podcasts, the the percentage of people who really do it <laughs> is small compared to the percentage of people who think that they should do it or, or talk about doing it or whatever. Um, and I think there's some crazy statistics even about podcasters who who have you know 10 episodes out. Mm -hmm. Because people quit, you know, they, they just like start and then stop. And I'm like, I don't want that to be me. Like I, I now have bigger visions, bigger goals because I'm incrementally, you know, like, not that I'm checking things off my list, but I'm I'm making progress into right. into other arenas. And so that's really changed me too. Because, you know, a couple of years ago I couldn't have said that. Um, mm-hmm. it's why it's really important to me now. I want to start shifting my focus back to my book because I don't want it to be unfinished. The podcast mm-hmm. is a tremendous amount of work in that um, you know, it it takes creative energy. It, it's not that it takes that much time to record. And I have thankfully someone who helps with audio cleanup and all of that. But, um, just the outpouring of ideas and the thought that I try to put into it. And I don't, I don't want to release an episode on a Friday that kind of falls flat or I would just think the longer I do it, I'm like, I'm asking people all the time for ideas and for their stories and everything, because I, I just, um, I could see over the course of time that it could get hard to come up with, you know, topics that resonate and that make a difference um because I've already hit a lot of topics early on that were really important to me personally. So now I'm asking of my listeners what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's it's an interesting evolution but just being having that sense of pride that I've completed something or that I'm actually you know, doing something, um, that matters to me and to others is, is a big change in my life. And it's just been incredibly gratifying to hear back from people that it's helped them in a positive way, which is my entire goal. Um, to your point too. It's not just like, Hey, look at me. I have a podcast and I'm trying to be funny. It's Hey, I'm here with you, like in the trenches as a single mom, like Mm -hmm. learning together. And I, I hope that you can take something away from it.
0: I I love that. And I, and I think to the part of the discovery of having a podcast is the topic identification. (laughs) And there are, you know, there are times where, you know, I, I can't possibly think of something or something doesn't, I have five topics in front of me, but I'm not feeling any of them. Yeah, um, And so I, I, I completely empathize with that struggle. But at the same time, I think when you believe in what you're doing and you're doing it for the right reason, even, even like, there have been some episodes where like I just turned on my microphone and started talking and then I named the episode afterwards. And I was like, Oh, okay. This made sense. Um, I totally and, get that. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, it's, and it is, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's, it's verbal nonsense. Yeah. And it just happens to so make sense after a while. And there are times where I'll talk for 30 minutes and the last five minutes make sense. And there's your episode, because sure. I talked enough to get to get to a point where I stumbled into something accidentally. And I was like, Oh, that was accidental genius. Great for me, you know, put that on, put that on a cat poster and let's roll. Um, and so what, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to challenge you a little bit here and put you on the spot. Like if you're standing in front of a physical audience of your listeners Mm-hmm. and you have something that you you know you've you've shared your story and you've told them these things like if you were to like what is your what is that punctuation message like message? what do you want women, men, you know daughters, wives, sisters what do you want them to understand about themselves by listening to your podcast?
1: I want them to know that even though they're not a married person, They have, they carry the same value in society. Hmm. There's so much shame um, that, that most of us feel after a failed relationship, a failed marriage. And when you can get over that, and just understand that it's not a failure. It was part of your life that matters. Children came from that. Life lessons came from that. You develop as a human being. Whatever it is, um, you can get rid of the shame involved in divorce and just own your choices in life, own where you are, and then work every day to be proud of yourself, to give your kids a good, strong example of who you are and where where your morals lie and the character that you have, um, everything changes or it has for me whenever i could just start i mean i remember when i got on bumble <laughs> during the pandemic and i matched with a guy that i really he was the guy like i went on there hoping that i would match with him and when i did and he asked me like what's your story i was like oh gosh you know now he's probably not even going to go out with me because i have to tell him i've been married you know i've been married and divorced twice and what is he going to think of me um I mean, I don't even remember who that woman is hardly now because now I just... I I open up podcasts with it. I mean I'm like
0: this is
1: me. <laughs> You're I've like, been Hey, look know. at me. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's part of who I am and it brought me to where I am now. Um and I wish kind of like you were talking about the book earlier. Um I love Shauna Nequist. I love her message. I resonate with her. She's a Christian author. Um the wife of a pastor, the daughter of a pastor, all of these things, but she's um she's definitely her own woman and I one of her um In one of her books, she, she, she spent just one page discussing, um, the people who she's closest with in life or admires the most in life. And she's like, some of those people are unmarried people. And I want you to know if you're an unmarried person, you know, that you, that in God's eyes, in the life of everyone else, like you're, you're on an equal level. And I don't know why our society in the United States in particular makes you feel less than if you're not married, you know, and it couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, we're all we should all be measured as individuals. And it's, it seems almost like, well, yeah, right. But then, you know, walk in the shoes of a, a divorced, you know, whatever, 30 year old or a divorced 50 year old, and they're like, Oh, you know, kind of hunched over and not feeling mm-hmm. so confident or good about themselves. So that's my big message, like, own it, be happy with where you are. And, um, you know, sometimes I make jokes about, I have so many, so many more of my friends are married than not. Um, but something happens when you go through a divorce and you start being vulnerable and saying, you know, this is what happened. This is why we split up. Um, and it, it not everyone talks about it, but I do. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you get this outpouring of, oh my gosh, my husband and I went through the same thing. Or, you know, um, we also went through an affair or this or this or this. And just so happens they stayed married. Right. I mean, it doesn't always work out that way. It takes two people wanting to make a relationship work. Um, So, you know, I think maybe two, that's why a lot of what I talk about is relatable to married families, because they, a lot of them have gone through similar things. They just happen Mm -hmm. to have chosen to stay together and not split up. And that's okay too. But I just wish all of my single friends felt, you know, the confidence that I've come into now that, um, yeah, we're not less than right.
0: And I, I love, like in my mind, as you're talking, excuse me, I think the number one, having had a lot of friends that for, for relationship reasons or other reasons, have tied their value to a title mm-hmm. or a what, like, so it's, you know, we, we talk about like introducing yourself, you introduce what you are or what you do, not who you are. Mm-hmm. And so by saying, you know, the titling of I'm single or I'm divorced or um, you know, those things that, that we feel society puts a stigma on of, Oh, you're single, but how old are you? You know, I'm single and in my mid thirties. Oh, like there's right. now this, like assumptive, shame and 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 What's like wrong sympathy. With like exactly. Like why that, can't you find immediately the, the uh-huh. thing that comes to people. Are like oh, she. There's something. There must be something wrong. What's are you okay? Like, right. And and so many. Like I have I have friends of mine, women sp- specifically that are that are very strong. Never been married. Never want to get married. Mm-hmm. and love who they are and from a happiness standpoint i'll put them toe to toe with women that carry societally strong titles sure but don't carry the same amount of happiness because they've put too much value in the what not the who agreed and it sounds totally like get that. it sounds like you have you have encapsulated what that is to put the value in the who not the what and yes, yes i, I mean the 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 what is important, like mm-hmm. I'm never going to say like, I, you know, the title of dad or husband does not mean something to me, sure. but it's not who I am as an individual. Mm-hmm. I have these things that make me who I am, that make me a really good dad or a really good husband or a really good friend or a really good, like the title comes supported by the who. And it sounds like mm-hmm. that's what you've discovered about yourself is that there's there's not the shame to the title. Mm-hmm. There's not the shame to the adjective. There's this there's this core happiness that we should all feel Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what the title is or what the what is, but it's the who that's inside that really matters and which I'm sure Hallmark is going to rip that off and put it on (laughs) a card.
1: you said it very well. I TM, love that. TM,
0: right? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> if I see, if I see it in a Hallmark store, we got we got some proof. I'm going to timestamp this. There you um, go. But I just, I, you know, I, I want to, first of all, I want to ask what's what's next? You talked to, you hinted about big goals. You've talked about the growth of the podcast. You've talked about the book. Is there something else on the horizon for you? Like what, what's the big goal here? Yeah.
1: Well, I guess the, the end game big goal would be um, a successful book launch that leads to more books. You know, um, I, I would love I have many book ideas in my head. Um, I I think that the creative options are endless. Like I I know a little bit of um, the process of self-publishing or trying to gain like a uh, deal with a with a publisher. Mm-hmm. Um that's where my focus is um for me it's it's really about putting out um, a really a really great book at this mm-hmm. point and then kind of see what happens from there. It's interesting what doors open when you when you have access to a platform like a podcast or a social media account where you you interact with other creatives and I mean, I would love to meet, you know, a literary agent. I'd love to talk about I have a friend who works in the film industry that's he's loosely using like the idea of what I'm doing in a, a little spin of a of a of a movie that he wants to make. It has nothing to do, I mean, I maybe gave him a little inspiration. I'm not going to be in the movie or anything, but um, he, he wants to do a, a film about like a, a podcaster who ends up like getting
0: stalked. <laughs> That's
1: what his <laughs> idea is, which uh, I, I can like, relate a little bit. I have this a great bit. idea
0: for a rom-com called Man Shopping, but on the, on the other hand, I have this great idea for a, a podcaster that gets stalked it's a horror film, like a yeah, suspenseful, like, uh, like not quite what I had in mind, Yeah, but yeah, so I'm i sure actually there are stories I, there too. <laughs> I
1: gave him some material today. I seriously voice texted him some, some stuff that's happened. Yeah. I mean, sadly that that's oh true. Gosh. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, what I was going to say is, you know, you meet people and, and creative people are so incredibly generous. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I have just been so blown away by people offering to help or to connect with other people and had a couple of, you know, TV producers reach out for different projects and nothing's worked out, but boy, would I be open to it, you know? Mm -hmm. So you just never know, um, what may come of anything. So, um, I have loose, you know, goals to, to finish a book and, Mm -hmm. and see where things go from there. Um, but I also am learning the value in just being very Mm open-minded And, um, optimistic is something I talk about a lot, um, to just, I think there's some big things in my future and I'm open for all of it.
0: Well, I, I, anybody who's has known me for two and a half minutes knows that I have this hamster wheel of ideas. And as you're talking, I already have a few that I want to talk offline about. Um, so the, the question popped in my mind. So going back to the movie idea, uh, huh. Because I truly, like, I I would actually go watch a movie called Man Shopping about <laughs> your story. Like, seriously, I think that yeah. would be, I think it would be so well done. So if you're not starring in it, who plays you in that movie?
1: Oh, geez. Wow. I don't know. Um, I mean, if I was going to cast it for myself, maybe, like... Um, Oh my gosh. Her name is, uh, the, oh, she's so talented. Um, she's married to Dax Shepard. She was oh, starring uh, in the Frozen. Bell. Kristen, Kristen Bell. 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 I could see that. Um, I think she'd be awesome. Yes. Slightly younger than me. I mean, Reese Witherspoon would be amazing. I'm a big fan of hers. Um, right. Ashley Graham, like there's a, yeah, who That'd knows?
0: I can, I could see, I could definitely see, I can definitely see Kristen Bell. I think that would, cause I think there yeah. would have to be a strong comedy cause I mean, the, I think so too. Even though that, and I'm not trying to not try to make light of the things that you've gone through, but at the same sure. time, like dating is comedy. There are so it many is. comedies about dating that uh-huh. this dynamic, because it is so relevant mm-hmm. is, you know, if it's not a movie, it needs to be a series or a sitcom or something. Um, yeah. Because there's I, would, there's, I mean,
1: yeah. And
0: there's never, I mean, can you imagine opening up to a national audience saying, Hey, send us your, your dating stories and then making, an online this may be our this may be the the million dollar idea there well, you go.
1: Well, it's funny. I'm actually, I've reached out to a couple of friends and asked their permission. I have two, only two right now, really wild date stories that I want to share in not this Friday, but the next Friday's podcast. And I mean, they are hilarious stories and I think I will probably do my best to retell them, but I I need some more, you know, like I don't have anything that crazy that's happened, but wow, there's a couple of really good stories that have been told to me that I want To retell, but you know, I mean, clearly, a lot of my inspiration for um, you know content, or just like to, whenever I have written, um, you know, sat down on usually on a Friday night with my with my MacBook and I'm typing away, I always have Sex in the City on in the background because these are it's so different, but it's like, how about like Sex in Kansas City? Like, I live in the middle of the country in the suburbs. how like this is real like right. those women all have fancy jobs and you know all you know like endless amounts of money to to stroll around in fancy right. heels and all of that but you know here here's little old me in the middle of the country um aspiring to do similar things i think i think it could be a great movie or, <laughs> or or series or or something as well
0: yeah and <laughs> would
1: hit home with more people too maybe
0: yeah and and, and i'm like okay How is this? Because now my marketing mind has gone crazy. Mm -hmm. Like how do we, like the the idea of marketing a mid market single woman dating virtually and digitally like Mm -hmm. that. Oh my God. So we, we may, and, I know some people I need to get you in touch with, so we, you. we need to make I this happen. That. So, <laughs> so the foreshadowing here is that there will be a movie called "Man Shopping" <laughs> coming you to you in theaters in 2025. Um, you know, give some time to negotiate with Reese or Kristen, and we'll get that right. we'll get that nailed right. down. Um, mm-hmm. but until then, and, and where people can go and find everything about you, including your future movie release information, right. where can, where <laughs> can anybody go and find you, your contents? Uh, you know, where, is there like a central website they need to go to?
1: Yeah. So, um, it's manshoppingwithstacy.com. shopping with Stacy's with an IE just to make it difficult. Um, Stacy underscore Weimer, um, on my Instagram. Um, and you can listen to my podcast literally anywhere, Apple, Spotify, um, um, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts,
0: you can find it.
1: It's Man Shopping with Stacey.
0: And and wherever you're listening to this podcast about Man Shopping with Stacey, <laughs> just, just like literally go now to the subscription, go search it right now. I'm going to share a link to, to the episode or in the episode notes to your website, to your social, to the podcast as well. Um, but I people need to like legitimately go out and listen today. It's one of the best <laughs> podcasts I've heard in a long time i again, i applaud your vulnerability. So i applaud the the sense of humor you have about things. i applaud how transparent you are on certain topics and how real you are. so i that's why i was so excited to have you on the show today to talk about that and and everything that you've shared has been absolute gold. so i really appreciate you stacy. I appreciate what you're doing to raise the voice to identify strength within the who. Uh, and and thank you for being an amazing mom and 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 teaching your your wonderful daughter these life lessons and giving her the strength to be who she is at an early age. So I applaud yeah. you for what you're doing. And I'm, you know, anytime that I hear of anybody doing any kind of a launch, anything, I'm gonna send them your way and have <laughs> them engage you to, to plan that because your your launching is fantastic. And I have no doubt that the movie launch will be the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs>
1: I would love that. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're so kind and so generous with your compliments. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk with you today and to get you to get to know you a little bit better as well. So thank you.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. It was a pleasure having you on and everybody go check out Man Shopping with Stacey. The link is in the episode notes. Go subscribe today because there's some gem content on the way. There's already some for you to listen to and you're going to get to know the superstar before she hits the big screen. So, So get familiar you're now. But thank you so much, Stacy, for coming on. And I look forward to all the big things that you have coming down the pipe. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Enrich Your Soul podcast. For more information, including previous episodes, keynote speaker information, television appearances, and more, visit richbracken.com.